Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I'm here with my boy, Jeremy Aruda. Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I am fantastic. Uh, super excited to record with you today. Um, Jeremy is a youth pastor at New Hope Nazarene out in Lake Hood. How do you love it there? How's it going? How's life? Pretty good, dude. Yeah. Uh, just trying, you know, to make it through every day and trying to manage what happens, what comes at me as God leads me. So Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy, me and Jeremy have become, I'd say, best friends um, over the last couple months that we've been hanging out. Um, and there's two topics that, as I was looking at guests and people to talk to, one, I know that Jeremy would be down because he's my boy, uh, but also the what we've been walking through together um, as just young men in Christ and young men that want to share the gospel and that have been called to share the gospel. There is a cop car outside. If y'all can hear that, it's wild out here in Lakewood. It's, it's not for us. It's, it's not for us. Yeah, I mean, it might be, but to my knowledge, it is not for us. But yeah, I just, I think it's so crazy how as young believers and um, young men that are leading uh, the next generation, right? Um, accountability, things like accountability and things like fatigue don't come up, right? True. Because we're told when you're young, you need to be ready to go. You mm -hmm. need to be loud and vibrant all the time 24 7 yeah sometimes that's not the that's not how it goes so before we get into that section for sure what's your why why do you do what you do why do you wake up why do you work at a church where i'm not saying that you don't get paid a lot but as we know ministry is not the most elusive Correct. way um, to build a fortune so why do you do what you do yeah it's a great question that i often ask my my students and my friends but it's hard I think in ministry to ask ourselves that question because we are sometimes don't know the answer. Um, and I think for me, I've been coming to a realization that my why of why I get up and why I do what I do is that it brings life not only to me, but to other people. Mm. Um, and so when I get up in the morning, it's with a realization that I can make an impact one more day. Wow. Um, and so often we overlook that. We just kind of take it for granted that we have another day to spend on this earth, spreading his kingdom if we can, if we do. Um, and I think that for me, that's my main why right now is that I'm trying to live into. Yeah. And th and that's a privilege. Yeah. I mean, I, totally I, don't know, I don't know how you feel, but when I wake up in the morning or I get to speak or I get to share, or I get to do this podcast, it's a privilege right. to do these things. And sometimes we look at it as it's a right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we do have a birthright to God and to believe in him, but we got to do something with it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're given a gift, I always tell, I used to preach this sermon all the time. If you're given a gift, you don't open it. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, but how has, so you used to live in California. Correct. So how has that transition from California, and this is coming out of nowhere, but from you're California good. to Washington, like how has that transition been? What has been some highs, some lows of that whole transition? Yeah. I think the, one of the high points for me that people said I wouldn't be able to handle was the weather. Uh, the, the cold and the rain has been a nice change from the hot San Diego yeah. summers and, <laughs> and then the cold San Diego winters. It's been a nice little medium change. Wait, there. San Diego gets cold. It can be, yeah. Through like forties wow. or something. It's not Man, that cold, but I mean warm. like, well for San Diego <laughs> though, okay, San it's Diego, cold. It's, it's cold. Yeah. Um, uh, like my mom calls and she's like, Jeremy, I'm colder now. And I'm like, don't even trip. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? You don't get it. Um, <laughs> I think the hardest part that I've kind of been talking with Nate about is not being able to find friends up here. Like I kind of abandoned everything and left everything behind. Um, and finding friends as a young person in a new area is really challenging. Yeah. Um, especially in the church. Cause you, not that you can't go to bars or clubs, but 
you don't go by yourself to a bar or a club usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's the main way that young adults make friends nowadays. So navigating that atmosphere of trying to have friends, but also be in the church is really hard because the church ends up being your all in all sometimes when that's your main job. Wow. That's where your community is. That's where you work. That's where you sometimes get relaxation at the same time. So trying to navigate that area of life with also making friends and social aspect is kind of a challenge. So yeah, that's deep, man. I love what you said about that is it's hard for young people to make friends sometimes because our lives are so, what's the word? Lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like you heard all the time, ministry is the most loneliest thing. Ever. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's facts. There's no young adults that are hanging out with you at your right. office. I mean, you, you have coworkers, but it's kind of hard because it's just like a business. Mm-hmm. Your work is kind of siloed to what you do. So you do youth ministry. So yeah, you work on more church stuff, but youth ministry is kind of your main thing. So you're right, man. It's hard. I know for me being, again, everyone knows my age. I say it every episode. I need to stop doing that. But I am 10 plus 10. And <laughs> add five to mine. So. Okay. Oh, all right, bro. You're getting old. No, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, now you're still young. And so anyway, now I'm all over the place. But that being said, I think it's I think it's funny how when I look at my friends and I look at my life, I was in high school and I was like, man, I'm going to be friends with these guys forever. Right. Always. And then I maybe have, honestly, like pure good friends, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to offend people, so I'm not going to say names, but there's probably more than that. But two of them, uh, two of them are Micah Mangale, who uh, plays football at Utah State, and then Paul Little John. Like those are my dudes forever. Yeah. Those will always be my guys. Uh, they'll, they'll be, they'll, I love them. And so, like, but actual friends are those two. Right. Besides that, and I look outside of that, it's like, it's been hard to gain true relationships. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, like, so how, how has that, how has that happened? How has that transition of having a bunch of homies in California, then coming here and being like, having to start new? Yeah, I think it's, it's hard because everybody says, you know, oh, we'll keep in touch. And even outside, even in college, they say you're friends for life, which is true. And like you're saying, you have your friends, your homies for life. Yeah. The hard thing is, is it's, we get busy. It's mm-hmm. hard to stay in touch when you have this, 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 and this, and your friends go and get married or they have a kid and life gets in the way. Um, so that's probably our part that I'm trying to navigate as well is like, so these friends are doing off, moving on to their own different areas of life. And I'm trying to navigate how to be a single person in ministry while feeling the pressure of needing to get in, uh, find a girl. You know, people keep saying, you know, <laughs> when are you going to get married? When are you going to grow the church? Um, so I'm trying to make sure that's in my timing, but also in God's timing more importantly than that. Um, Isn't that such a weird thing that we do? When are you going to build your church or build the church? Yeah. Sometimes it's seen as a joke, but most Man, you know, sometimes it's like, nah, I think you're being real. Me. Like, right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's just weird. Like, I'm not going to take your advice for your girlfriend or, oh, I have a niece who would like to date you. I don't need to date your niece. I have like, a niece, cousin, <laughs> sister. I, right. I swear you love her. Right. And, and she's like the worst. But like, but it's just a weird thing that we do. Mm-hmm. When are you going to get married? When do you have kids? When are you going to back up off my grind? Right. And look at Paul and Jesus. Their <laughs> ministry was freaking awesome. Yeah. And they didn't have a, as far as we know. Peter Paul wasn't married. Um, they had freaking awesome ministry. Yeah, you know, it's it's okay, it's okay. I think, well, because it's people like to say that hey, we're different in a lot of ways. We are, but I think a lot of ways we're just 
we're just trying to be just like the world right. so that we can minister to the world. Um, and then I have opinions on the, the, the positives on them, which, and then the negatives, which I believe far outweigh the positives. But that being said is we, we want it now, just mm-hmm. like the world wants it, right? We're told to be patient and be right. humble and be Correct. graceful. And we're told to wait and pray for things. And, but we don't, we done it. We want it just like the world quick, Facts. right away, as soon as we can get it. Um, so maybe was that a struggle for you? Like when you came here and friends weren't like this? Yeah. I mean, it's still hard not having friends like this. Um, I, that's what I meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like at my church, we have young adults, but they're not consistent. They mm-hmm. might show up once every two months. Um, and one of my best friends in my church now, he's, his name's Eddie and he's actually moving to Germany in the month because of the military. Oh. Um, so for me, it's like hard that I know that in this community, a lot of people are military, a lot of young adults are military. And so if you get close and you get these friendships, you have to have the realization that they might leave anytime, any minute, uh, which is probably one of the hardest parts of being in Lakewood, I think is because of the huge military base yep. that we have here. So, yep. yeah, I had friends. I had friends for years and I didn't know the military background, but almost every year, one of my best friends from elementary school or high school, I'd be like, Hey, cool. And then they, just, they were just gone. Right. And cause in elementary school, you don't really tell people that you're moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like, Oh, I'm moving now. Bye. I'm a fourth yeah. grader. I don't Deuces. know what, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what this means, but you're right. It is, it's, it's just so hard and that instantaneous, um, especially for our community. But outside of that, the young adult community, it's yeah. so hard. Um, that's that's really good. So, man, I think something that we've been walking through is the idea of accountability um, in our lives um, and then also kind of fatigue and talking about, bro, I'm tired. Um, maybe get into what you, you called me about I just a little bit or just a part of it because I know I've had the feeling um, uh, just when you were like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, dude, because um, I know I felt that. I just don't speak it, so... Like when you called me and you were like, yo, you need to get right or I need to get right. And I was like, dang, now I have to do that. Yeah. So, um, but the idea of accountability, mm-hmm. the Bible speaks to it. What does that mean to you? Um, why, why, to me, it's something that I see that you um, benefit from and that you um, honor. So mm-hmm. like, what does that mean to you? Why do you honor it? Why do you do it? Yeah. I think accountability is huge. Um, and for the first year so i didn't really have any of that up here when i moved up here yeah i had a bunch of guys back in san diego we met up once a week and talked about life and checked in with each other and just kind of held each other to a higher standard mm-hmm. of that, that christ calls us to and when i got up here i think accountability has a huge element of trust in it mm-hmm. and not that i couldn't trust anybody that i encountered but i just didn't feel a level of openness and authenticity and then i met you i okay correction i knew you but we hung yeah. up for the first time finally and you're just like, put it on the table and you're real, real, you're authentic, you're honest. And I was like, dude, this is a guy that I know I can trust mm-hmm. and I can just open up with and walk alongside as a brother in Christ, yeah. not just as a follower of Christ. For I think sure. that's a huge difference um, between brother and follower. Which might, I know we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes, you know, there's just followers who are just walking the way and there's people who come alongside you and uh, it says in, I forget what, I'm going to screw it up, but there's a scripture somewhere that says a brother was born for adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what... Nate's been for me has been a brother in adversity in those hard times. Appreciate that. Uh, you walk through and you you challenge me, you encourage me. Um, it's only been a couple of months, but it's been yeah. super helpful for me and my ministry. Um, and I really appreciate you being there and being here. So, yes, dude. appreciate that, man. And it's true, and and vice versa, man. Uh, I think 
and we're not just sitting here just so we can tell how much we love each other. Right. Uh, but like <laughs> the idea of this is for young people. This mm-hmm. is for people who are leading young people. This is for older people. Uh, accountability in any way. Yeah. Um, when stuff is hidden, um, even in, 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 the, in, the, in the weirdest ways, it can, it can hurt you. It yeah. can poison you. Correct. You might, you might take some of this stuff to the grave. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. You won. But man, when you speak it, when you speak it out into existence, whatever yeah. it is, um, I've I I have found great benefit um, because usually I'm like all up in my own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel guilt about anything. Yeah. Um, like I I held uh, Olivia, and like her head, like nah, their heads just like go all over the place, and that's right. what her head did. And I was like, <gasps> and like a day straight, I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. She's fine, but like the idea, like. I could have hurt her. Like the guilt hit me. And I told Julia and she was like, what are you, what are you freaking out about? Like, yeah. are you tripping? So, yeah. um, and I think where accountability has helped me the most is in, again, in my spiritual life, but also in my personal life mm-hmm. with, uh, with my relationships, uh, have that be, um, amongst brothers, sisters, whoever it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's just so beneficial. So like, how would you, how would you start an account? How would you, how would you have someone help you be accountable? And like, it doesn't just have to, cause I think what people think is like, it only has to be, um, physical sin or physical intimacy yeah. and like those things. Totally. Man, if you struggle with being on your phone too dang much, mm-hmm. man, if you struggle with drinking too much coffee, if you said you wanted to go lift and you don't like, there's so many ways we can be accountable to each other. Yeah. Um, you're kind of calling me out here, Nate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do, I don't drink coffee or lift, but I should, um, <laughs> I think it starts with a personal realization that you need help, hmm. to be honest. Um, I think we often in ministry want to do things alone. And even even in ministry, even just we as a people are taught to be independent. Yeah, um, We're taught not to rely on other people. We're taught to be self-sufficient. We're taught to do everything our own way and we'll make it and we'll be able to just keep on going. Um, I Like for me, you said like not being on your phone. I think something I'm challenged today I was thinking about, and I'm going to have Nate do this, is put a block on my phone of how long I'm going to be on certain apps. Because yeah. I'll spend time, I'll spend hours on apps at a time sometimes. Uh, and yeah. my phone yesterday told me, hey, by the way, your average for the week was six hours on your phone. Like, bro, that's tripping. Like, why am I doing that? Like, I could be doing so much more impactful for the kingdom and for myself personally than being on my phone. Yeah. Um, so I think it looks like finding people that you know aren't just in it for – to look good or to feel better about themselves, but mm. who are invested in you because they see you as a person. They see you as that you have worth and they see you as being someone who they can just confide in as well. Yeah. I think it's a two way street. It can't just be, Hey, hold me accountable to this. And then just tell me all the things that I do wrong. And then we'll go on. It needs to be, Hey, I want to share this with you and I hope you'll share with me so we yeah. can walk together and be equally yoked. And then I think we often misconstrue that, verse we say it needs to be like a romantic relationship but i think it's also with friendships and you have to be equally yoked with a friend who is willing to share the same burdens you're carrying yeah and allow you to carry their burdens with them as well as you go to christ together wow go ahead preach brother (laughs) go ahead and that that's deep and i love what you said about it's not about feeling better man it's not like there's nothing we could do on this earth to feel better right i was reading this i was reading this book for my class and um we talked talking about the Holy Spirit and the idea that we sometimes just use the Holy Spirit to make ourselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Be with me. I messed up. I need you. Good. Valid point. 
but what, so often what we do is it just makes us feel better. Sometimes we just repent just because we want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've done this before, uh, but sometimes you just apologize just so you can feel better. Right. My you- least favorite phrase that someone in my life says to me all often is, I'm sorry you feel that way. So Ooh. it's not we're taking ownership for the apology. It's just kind of what you're saying. It's admitting the mistake, but not really feeling sorry for it. It makes me want to throw up. Yeah, bro. Ju- the fact that you just said that was disgusting. Like, the yeah, it's just like, it's about mutual. Mm-hmm. It's mutual. We should have a common goal. Yeah. Um, and I think in all relationships, we it has to be able, you have to be able to sit down and say, What's our common goal? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in marriages, our common goal is we want to love each other, love Jesus, and grow a family. Yeah. Um, I'm 20. I, I like I ain't growing a family right now. But that being said, like in in marriages, um, when I've talked to people who have healthy marriages, that's what they say. It's like we have to have a common goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we have any goals that are different, how can we make them come together right. to still make our common goal happen? Dude, that's good. Um, so, and that's the same with this, right? Mm-hmm. Is um, me and you both have different goals in life, I'm sure. Yeah. But we both love the Lord. And we both want to see each other win. And selfishly, we both want to win mm-hmm. for Christ. So it's like, that's a common goal. Right. And for, I might want to... Um, I feel like God's calling me to preach in stadiums. Mm-hmm. That might not be your goal. Okay, you, Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not Billy Graham. So not, not uh, but like, that's probably not a goal of yours. And if it nah. is, I'm sorry. But like, if it's not a goal of yours, nah, not, bro, that's fine. But we still have a common goal. Yeah. And that's um, that's why I believe accountability definitely has won. And also, no one talks about it. Uh, we always talk about repentance. And we mm-hmm. always talk about sin. And we always talk about dirty, gross, and nasty. But do we ever talk about... There's a way that God has given us to say, you slipped up and you're feeling this and that and this. Or, man, you've been on your phone for two days. Like, this is mine, okay? It is 3.39. I've been on my phone for five hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. Um. Now, I... In my, what's the word I want to say? <laughs> in my um, defense, I um, I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, I play it in the background when I listen to mm-hmm. music. I play it in the background. Like, I can't sleep without, like, listening to a podcast on YouTube. Um, so that takes up all my time. But are you okay. ready to hear how much I spend on YouTube a week? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready, bro. That's awful. 23 hours. Woo, bro, that's a full day. 23 minutes. It's almost a full day, bro. I'm 37 minutes away. Or I suck at math. 27 minutes away. 37 minutes away from a full day. Yeah. That right there, that hurts. How do you work on that, bro? That's another part of accountability, too, is being able to say, hey, let's move forward. Today. That's deep. Yep. And the tough thing is, is like, it's... It's what brings me like, I can't do stuff silently. Yeah. Like people are like, hey Nate, can you like close the door? I need to work in quiet. What? Are you crazy, man? When me and you and talk, right, bro? Like me and you are both like looking over squirrel, like right all over the place. Like I hear you. Like, I'm paying attention. I, <laughs> I hear, hear everything you're saying, but my ADHD well, is man, like off my, the walls. <laughs> everything is just is crazy. Yeah, dude. Um, that's yeah. That's true, man. 
but yeah, 23 hours and 23 minutes. I think what I should do is um, not watch so much YouTube. Well, action steps to yeah. that is uh that's huge probably delete YouTube. yeah that's huge too right is you gotta have action steps to it if you don't then what's the what's the point of even trying to be accountable with someone if yeah. you're just willing to just show up not make any progress confess maybe what you what you've gone through move on there's no hope in that mm-hmm. it's just a pointless run around of like a ferris wheel kind of just keeps going the cycle and that's what jeremy is preaching out here <laughs> um but that's what you always say to me after I've told you some things where I'm like, bro, I'm going to hell. <laughs> no, you're not, bro. And His you, grace is bigger. And you've gone and, you, and you've said, okay, so what are you going to do? And honestly, the first time when you asked me that, I was like, dude, shut up. That's not what I want. I want you to tell me that I am God's son and all this thing. He's like, right. no. And you said that. But you said, okay, now what are you going to do? Um, and young person listening to this or person leading young person, whatever. Um Young people want accountability. I was talking to a coach, and he said, young people want and need structure. Yeah. They need it. Man, go look at a kid that's been disciplined in the right way, mm-hmm. has been, ha- has needs to be held accountable for their thing, is held accountable for what they do, um, and is also celebrated in healthy ways. Now I'll go look at the kid that isn't disciplined, isn't supported, isn't held accountable. I, mean, I could show you. T- I could literally show you two different sides. Like, yeah, it's it's night and day. And if I'm honest, I think I encountered the second one more here in Lakewood hmm. than the first one. And I don't think that's anything against parents or families no, here in Lakewood. It's just, it's just our community, kind of the community we're in. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's true. In more, well, because Lakewood has this funny thing of like it's half. I don't say impoverished, but it's like it's a little hood. Yeah. And then you literally go like. Right now, where we are is at the Lakewood Young Life office. Mm-hmm. So if we turned around, if I turned around and looked straight, lake houses. Yeah. All of those are lake houses. Right. If I turn back around, look that way, hood, mm-hmm. <laughs> hood. And if I go left, right down the street, uh, there's this neighborhood town called Chocolate City. Yeah. Um, which is considered like the worst part of Lake, one of the worst parts of Lakewood. Um, and then you go the other way, you got Tillica, like there's so many parts right. um, of Lakewood that we don't even think about and mm-hmm. also of our communities. But it's true, man. I, I was a kid who early on had the right discipline or the right discipline, but not the right ways to show it. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that some of, of who I am is the way I was disciplined. Yeah. And the way that I, I had, I was held accountable for what I, what I did. Um, but just not in the best avenues and the best avenue is conversation, sitting down talk about it in prayer. Right. Can't, I mean, you can't really do anything else. Yeah. I don't think we, I don't think tables were created just to exist. I think tables were created to have people be able to come together and sit and share and eat and do life together. So that's going on the social media post. I'm putting the table, putting that quote right there. Who you stood out from? Is that yours? That was, oh, know. that came out I, of Jeremy. Yeah, really that was just, I mean, it's probably other ice ideas, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. But that's good, man. That's a good word. Um, well, also, I think something that's so crucial and critical to this conversation um, of just you know, what young people go through, um, and it actually has nothing to do with accountability, but the idea of fatigue, the idea of being tired, 
um, the idea of said, I don't want to do this right now. Yeah. Um, and in ministry, um, we sit and we tell people, go, 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 go. But do we ever tell people, chill out for a second, you know, like real, take a break. And so, I don't know, man, do you, do you want to speak into that? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think like you're saying in ministry, we're often told to go, 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 go. And then when we say, oh, we're tired, we get told you're too young to be tired. You're too young to be exhausted. You're too young to have stress. You know, you didn't live in my day. And it's like, well, yeah, we didn't. We live in our day. We live with a whole different current set of challenges and obstacles that get in our way that we have to deal with. We deal with, not that we have to, but we have social media. You know, that's kind of a, a heavy pressure with young people nowadays. Um, we have technology that's right at our fingertips all the time that we have to deal with and we have to navigate and navigate it well. Oh, the new episode of this show came out. I need to make sure I watch it. Yep. Um, Walking Dead. Keep it real. Sure. Uh, but there's things that come into our way, into our life that we have to manage that weren't a thing back 20 years ago or so. Um, for me today, I was sitting in my office and I was like, what am I doing here? And I got up and I went outside, went on like a 15 minute walk just around my neighborhood and just decided to take a little prayer walk. Um, just kind of prayed for the houses I was walking by and the, any teenagers, any people that might live in the area. Um, but also just to get outside and rest. And I know physical exercise isn't really resting sometimes but for me it was a way to recharge from being where i'm always at yeah um i it was a couple weeks ago i texted nate and i was like dude i'm done i'm just i'm over it i remember it was a call i think maybe um well i called you after you texted that's what it was yeah Yeah, you're right and i think it's something that is a kind of a normal routine in ministry is sometimes we lose our passion we lose our drive um and i feel like that's kind of where i'm at right now is a little bit which not super proud to admit but I think I've been going and going and sometimes you get to the edge of a cliff and you start free falling. And I feel like I've been in free fall lately where I've just been heading towards a point where I could draw, like be at the emotional burnout and be done. And I don't want to be there because I know ministry is so much more worth it than dropping out of the ministry, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that looks like a lot like self care. And I think we talk about self care a lot, but I don't think we implement it. Um, I, I don't implement it. I mm-hmm. teach my students about how to, you know, you need to go out and go on walks or take some time to just be silent. But for me, I'm, I always forget to do those things. You know, I fill my, my brain with things that with music or with outside sounds because I don't like the quiet. Um, yeah, I'm rambling right now, but no, you're good. Yeah, I just think I think it's easy to fall into fatigue and burnout because that's just what society tells us to do. We need to keep going. And we don't realize that we need to take care of ourselves and take care of our bodies. God called our bodies temples. Yeah. And if we're actually believing that, we need to treat them. So um, I'm not talking about like tattoos or whatever, but like yeah. with the way we treat ourselves, whether that's physical exercise, like I'm not yoked like Nate is, um, but he takes care of himself. He takes care of his physical health and he knows that's a priority of his. And that was something I want to make more of a priority of my own. Um, so there's things that we can do in our lives that help get us on the track of being not so physically tired and physically fatigued. Yeah. Um, sleep is a huge thing for me. I don't get enough sleep as that is, as it is. Um, but I'm working on that and trying to set more of a schedule of, Hey, 11 o'clock you're in bed. Um, cause I feel like my schedule has been so off that I, <laughs> Oh, I can go to bed at nine or three or oh, four. Man. Uh, I'm not an, I'm not a young man like Nate is where you can stay up till 5am. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a, Dang, a you process. Call me out like that. Yeah, bro. I'm calling you out, dude. That's what brothers do. <laughs> he said, all right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, bro. 
dude. Go for it, bro. Share it. Um, Preach it. <laughs> Come on. Dude, you must have told nobody that. Now everyone's going to be like, you stayed up till 5 a.m.? Oh, I'm sorry, dog. I retract my statement. Yep. It didn't happen. I plead the fifth. Um, Because <laughs> you're up to five. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so um, that's a that's a good that's a good point. And I think the first one of the first things I want to talk about that you mentioned is the self-care. Um, do you know the self-care industry? Look, just look this up. Um, is a ten billion dollar industry. Yeah. The self-care books uh, or motivational products. Mm-hmm. So motivational videos. They might go to speaker seminars to make themselves feel better. But why do we live in the most depressed generation? Right. Why do we live in the most apart generation? Mm-hmm. Why do we live in the most separated world? Why we're the most connected world? Yeah. Like that's huge, right? That statement you made was huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think fatigue falls into the idea, and the same thing with accountability and like what we mentioned earlier, loneliness. We get tired and we don't have other people to fill this up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like if we were driving, my whip, my little Buick, right? She, she gets around. She gets to where she needs to be. A little slow, but gets there. Um, don't chill out, B. And um, <laughs> I don't got jobs like you do. And so <laughs> we, so say we're driving and we're, dri- we're going to Washington Family Ranch, which is in Oregon. So Washington, six-hour drive. Um, I'm like, yeah, it'll make it. We'll get there. And I got my tires checked, got everything tuned up, everything's fine cleaned out perfect might even had to get a new engine who knows everything's fine yeah okay so there's no other problems that could happen but the car is perfectly fine i'm good healthy sleep well but you realize an hour into the drive my gas needle is at e you realize that oh we never stopped to get gas before we got in this highway where there's not another gas for about 10 miles. Yeah. What would you say to me? Bro, what you doing? <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> so, just like in gas, and I've had this, I have literally have had my gas run out of my car. I've been driving, and my car has gone. You need gas, homie. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it's done. And so, we, you'd say, what are you doing? You're, I mean, you'd say you're an idiot. Like, go put gas in your car or we're gonna have to get an Uber to the rest of the way. But expensive Uber. <laughs> what you would probably say is you'd probably say, no, we need to get over now. We need to make a decision now. You wouldn't say, I'll just keep going on E until I guess we run out. No, you'd say, no, there's actually a gas station here. And you t- you'd, you'd take the wheel if you needed to and move it yeah. over so that we could go get gas. Yeah. Same thing, right? If I just keep going, if I drove all the way to Washington Ranch on one tank, you wouldn't make I wouldn't it, make it. I wouldn't make it. I'd have to go to a gas station to get help. Mm-hmm. Maybe some food. Right. Maybe some food. gas. Man, food. this analogy is fire. Um, <laughs> and all analogies fall apart at some point. But that being said, we have to do that with mm-hmm. our lives and get fati- fatigue. Man, if you're not going to your boss and saying, hey, I'm tired. I don't care what job you got. Even if that's a taboo thing to do, say it. Mm-hmm. Man, one of the, another great boss I've had is um, a dude named Tony. He was like that. Like, stuff has to get done there. Um, but, man, I'd be like, man, I'm sick. It was like, a, dude, no worries. 
because he knew my young life schedule. That's he good. knew the busyness. And it was like, dude, my worst. Just, right? I, I worked there and I and I sucked at printing t-shirts. But like I got it was such a great it was such a great environment. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is like if we can't go to our people and say, I need to get filled up. Like when you came to church on Saturday, like the idea like you didn't have to worry about all this other stuff that was going on. You could just go to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do we do that? I yeah, mean, I went, went on Saturday. I was thinking about the things that you have to think about. I was like, who's going on stage? Do they need me to go on stage? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. It's not loud enough in here. I need to be louder. Like those things. And so um, we got to keep stopping for gas. We got to yeah. keep going to guys like Jeremy. We got to keep going to guys like Talin. Um, we got to keep going to, if you're a lady, go to your lady friend. I don't know who your lady friends are, but go to our people and yeah. get filled up. Um, because you don't want to end up getting to your destination and you're on E. Yeah. Because there's no way that you're going to get out. And I think a huge part of that that we don't often talk about is being honest with being on E. Yeah. Because um, we might say, oh, I'm just tired. We don't say, hey, I'm burnt out. Like, I'm done. I'm exhausted at the end of my rope. And I think as young people, we need to be willing to say that. We need to be willing to be like, hey, I know you told me to say that I'm okay, but I'm not. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm drained. How can you help me? I think that's another thing. We need to be able to ask for help during those times of exhaustion. Yeah. So, and we don't we don't do that. No. I mean, could I mean, could you just imagine though? Like bringing this up in like an actual like church, they'd be like, "You are a crazy person." Right. That's what they say. They'd say, "Wait, you are insane." Like that would never yeah. happen. So I just think it's it's crazy how we often so many times so many times forget that god wants us to be honest with each other Mm -hmm. and that is in with loneliness in ministry that is with accountability that's with everything that we do god wants us to go yeah this ain't working right now right this ain't going the best um so yeah man like you you were preaching bro (laughs) you were preaching bro um in a world we have that's so lonely if we could have people that want to be together more. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote a paper. It was the us first. It was like the church and our us versus them mentality. Um, perfect example. I'm an AG kid. You're Nazarene. Oh, yeah. Okay. Of God. Gotcha. All right. You love Jesus. Then what's the issue? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a salvation issue there? Nah. No. Cool. Move forwards. Okay. I might touch somebody and then feel like I have a Super Saiyan Hadouken and they might get healed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm sorry, God. Um, whatever, right? There might be some fun. There might be some fundamental denominational things, mm-hmm. but fundamental belief things. I love the Lord. Yeah, Assemblies of God, Christian, yeah. Nazarene, Christian, yeah, followers of Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I yeah, like that's it. And so, um, but we have us versus them mentality. Yeah. Um, which I believe can also lead to fatigue in, in the in the church as well. Totally, because we're like we're trying to fight and mm-hmm. we're trying to we're trying to get more. Yeah. And the craziest thing I've ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but like the youth group competition, man. If someone comes to my youth group and they're from another person's youth group, I'm gonna say, "What's up? How you doing? Yeah, welcome to the youth group." And then they, if they stay at my youth group. Cool. Can I, can I touch base on that real quick? Oh, yeah. An example? Yeah. So I was in San Diego. I was leading a youth group kind of as an interim down there. Um, 
and it was kind of there were some issues, some conflicts happening, and about six or seven kids started going to the youth group down the street, and parents and leaders were upset at me. Why are you letting them do this? And for me, it's like if they're going to another youth group where they're experiencing Christ, where they feel like they can be themselves, why are we stopping them? Mm. Why do we keep such a hold on? No, these are my kids. They need to be in my youth group. I'm a, I'm a all for about sending students to a place where they feel like they can find Christ at the best level that they can. Not just, Oh, well I need to be here. Cause I said that my youth pastor wants me to be here. Yeah. So that's, that was my, I guess, example is that I think we often have to let go sometimes and not have such a tight rein. Yeah. on people in our lives we need to be able to let them spread their wings and yeah. find out where they fit in which is a hard thing with this society nowadays for sure uh, with preference but that's what you yeah. got to do sometimes you know and it's huge yeah if we we got to say it's okay because we're together exactly we're together same mission um yeah um he wasn't he he was on the podcast his name's dusty and he said Man, I sat in a room full of youth pastors and asked them, "What, what, what do you, what do you do? Why do you do what you do?" Mm-hmm. About three people in, he goes, "Okay, so all of you are gonna say you want to bring souls to Jesus. Then what's our issue? Why don't you know him? Why don't you know her? Deep, and like frustrating too. I bet for those guys because they're like, oh my goodness, we do have the same mission. Yeah, you know. And so, right, I'm sure people, some people are like, but there's the nuance of it." I don't care about nuance. I don't care. Yeah. I care about souls mm-hmm. knowing Jesus. Yeah. That's it. And if, if we're if we're adding on to that, then I got a question about what you're trying to add on. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, bro. That's awesome. Sure well, thank you uh for coming on the podcast. Thanks for bro. having me, dude. Appreciate um, you. Um if you don't know Nate, get to know Nate. He's pretty great. I am I am an all right guy at best. Um, <laughs> Take the compliment, bro. Accept it. Well, um, what is, how can people, I don't know, I want to add this on. How can people pray for you? How can people, um, do you have social media that you want people to follow or do you not care? I don't really care, but I mean, like yeah. if you need a photographer, I do photography on the hey. side, uh, check out Jeremy Kyle photography. Hey, um, you know, the gram, um, <laughs> I think for prayer, I could definitely use prayer with just finding more time to rest, yeah. just finding spaces where I can be energized. And then allow that to overflow into my, into my ministry instead of allowing my tiredness to flow over. Sure. Um, and I think that's something we could all use. So, Awesome, man. Sweet. Well, hey, you just finished listening to the Youth of Nation podcast. Man, I, I'll be honest. I had some fatigue about recording. Man, I was like, man, I don't know if I can keep doing this. But after recording this one with Jeremy, I feel like I'm back in the zone and back in it and back in the game. So we'll be back next week. Uh, Thank you so much for checking out the show. You are the best, and I'll see you next week. Peace.